Welcome to Watch Therefore, where watching for our King, our Savior, Messiah Jesus. He told His people, are you one of His people? To watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming. He's coming in the clouds for His people any moment, and He told us to watch therefore. And we have a special program today, Snapshots from Capernaum. Uh, Capernaum was the headquarters of our Savior, Messiah Jesus, here in the north of Israel, the time of his earthly ministry. And I am blessed by having the witness of his word, of the things the Lord did in Capernaum. I pray you're blessed by the program today. Remember, watch therefore, be ready, and prepared to see our Savior in the clouds. I'm standing in the headquarters of Messiah Jesus during the time of his earthly ministry. Actually, this is a fourth century synagogue similar to the one you would find in Kavernachum or Capernaum in the first century. Capernaum was a, a thriving city with everything the world had going on, commerce, religion, society. It was a hub at the Sea of Galilee. And Messiah Jesus chose this place to do so much of his earthly ministry. They had opportunities here, opportunities to see, hear, and experience the power of the Jewish Messiah. Yet so many thought it very insignificant and had other things going on that were more important. Not so much has changed. And in America today, Messiah Jesus, by His Holy Spirit and the outreach of His people, is calling out and and shining the light and wanting to be a light through His people. Yet so many find His work to be insignificant, and who he is, is unnoticed by so many. He pronounced great judgment upon Capernaum. And and there's a passage here that encourages me to be who we're supposed to be in Messiah Jesus and to demonstrate King Jesus is alive and he's still calling out Come into the kingdom of God and turn away from that which is so important to the world that's passing away. So, in Luke chapter 4, beginning in verse 31, Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath in a synagogue. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Today, his people are to be filled with his Holy Spirit. And today, his word has authority. Now in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. 
You see, just our very presence, we who believe in Messiah Jesus, Jesus, the Lord, we should be very threatening to demons who are deceiving people today, who are possessing people who, today, who are troubling people today. Are people not troubled by demon spirits today? Look all around you. Watch the news. Go out and about in your life today and look at all the troubled people, deceived and, and controlled by demon spirits. But when we who believe in Jesus come on the scene, they should get a little freaked out. Yes? By the, by the power of God that is in us. Because we work and walk and speak in the authority of His Word, they should know, uh-oh, so-and-so's coming and we're in trouble. How does Messiah Jesus respond? But Jesus rebuked him, this demon spirit, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they were all amazed and spoke amongst themselves, saying, What a word this is. You know what? When we speak to people, they should go, Whoa, what a word that was. When we, when we speak, the way we think and speak and live, it should be impacting to those around us. It should make demons tremble and flee out of, out of people that they might be saved by Messiah Jesus. People who are already saved but are controlled by demon spirits and have strongholds should get free around us. Hallelujah. It says here, For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. Woo! I want to share a brief testimony. You know, the Bible says that the way we overcome a spirit of Antichrist and the Antichrist himself in the tribulation, uh, they'll overcome by the, by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, loving not their lives unto the death. So I'm going to share a testimony that has been so powerful with me that it was shared with me 10 years ago, and I haven't forgotten it. I uh, was recording some programming at a TV station and met a brother in the Lord there who's very powerful in the Lord. He plants churches wherever he goes. And um, he had a daughter. And when she was born, she was born with a, with a mental or a, with brain damage, a handicap. And, and so the, the experts, you know what the experts do, uh, they, they told him, listen, it, it, your daughter won't be able to go to regular school. And certainly they wouldn't consider that she'd ever get a high school uh, diploma or that, it, I mean, it would just be laughable that she would go to college, right? Well, not only did she go to regular school, not only did she go to high school, not only did she go to college, but she earned a master's degree. Yet she had this like childlike innocence and way about her because of this handicap. Because, but I want to tell you something. There are people who have physical handicaps, but they're much stronger than others who don't. Look at this fellow named Bartimaeus. I'm going to digress for a moment. Bartimaeus, they, they called him blind Bartimaeus, right? But Bartimaeus could see something, though his eyes in his head were blind, the eyes of his faith were, could see very clearly what others couldn't because Messiah Jesus was walking down the street. And there's some who were, who were coming after him, but others who were cursing him and mocking him and didn't think much of him. But what did Bartimaeus do when he yelled out? He said, Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Yes, though he had eyes in his head that didn't have sight, he could see clearly this is the Messiah, Jesus, right? Well, the story goes, the testimony of this brother is that they were at a restaurant one day 
and there was a long line. It was a cafeteria-style restaurant, and so they were at the back of the line. They had just gotten in the line, and there was a lady up at the front by the cash register, and all of a sudden, she started to have an epileptic seizure, and she went into the seizure, and everyone stopped and looked, but what did this girl, who's full of faith that the world would call handicapped, what did she do? She put her tray down. She walked to the front of the line. She put her hands on this lady having a seizure. And she looked up and she said, attention, hell. In the name of Messiah Jesus, I bind you, demon spirits. Leave her be. Come out and flee from her. And the lady stopped from having a seizure, became very calm. And they embraced her and prayed for her. And she was set free. Think about yourself in a restaurant in line. Somebody at the front of the line having a seizure. Can you imagine yourself doing something like that? Can you imagine? See, this is a girl who has childlike faith. And she simply reads this book. It's called The Good Book. She she trusts Messiah Jesus by the Spirit of God when he shows her things in it. And she goes out and she just does what Jesus did. He said, greater things than these you will do. Hallelujah. You see, I learned something from that girl's testimony. I learned that as, as I read what the Lord dear, did here that day in Kafar Nahum, that's an example of how he wants me to live. How he wants me to just trust him that he is. And he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. And he wants me to go out into the Capernaum we live in today. And preach Messiah Jesus. Crucified, buried, and hallelujah. Resurrected. Not only resurrected, but resurrected in me. Christ in you. The hope of glory. This is how we watch therefore. The faithful servant is watching for the master to come. And doing what the master commanded. Yes. Our lives. Not by arrogance or pride. By great humility and faith. Christ in us, living through us, should say, attention, hell. King Jesus is here. Yes. Judgment is coming, not only to America, but to the world. And we have an opportunity to call people out of darkness into his marvelous light. And my friends, time is running out. And I submit to you that we should watch, therefore, And that we might hear, well done, thy good and faithful, full of faith, servant. Yes? I'll pray for you. Will you pray for me? And we'll go out and do this. God bless you. Your presence is all I need. Your spirit, God. To walk with me I surrender At your feet All I am I give to you my King All of me For all of you I give all To gain all of you
Your presence is all I seek. Your royal guard upon me. I surrender at your feet. All I am, I give to you, my King. Wow, Sarah Lieberman is such a powerful Messianic sister in Messiah Jesus. And I trust that her special worship video blessed you today. I'd like to take a moment to discuss with you the Watch Therefore Media message. This message is so powerful because it challenges believers in Messiah Jesus. Uh, A pastor once said, you challenge the saints, you entertain the tares, but you challenge the saints. And this message does provoke us to be ready for the coming of our Savior, Messiah Jesus. And for the lost, it warns them, time's running out, the signs are all around us. You need to get ready for this king to come while there's yet a little time. Now, when you go to watchtherefore.tv, you find more out about our ministry. And I want to tell you, I'll do the work I enjoy preaching, proclaiming the Watch Therefore message. But as effective as Watch Therefore Media is, it's also very expensive. Now, we know our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. So we trust Him to raise up faithful prayer and financial partners 
for this ministry. You go to watchtherefore.tv, you can go to the Kingdom Advancement page, and there you find out how to financially partner with blessing Israeli believers and pour it out for the nations, to the Jew first and then to the nations. Well, I'm so glad we have this time together. And so now it's time to go back to the program, Snapshots from Capernaum. And remember, as always, watch therefore and be ready. Once again, our Savior Jesus heads into Capernaum. Let's learn from the Master in Mark chapter 2. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together, so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. What a novel concept. In, in, a, in a churchianity environment, where it's jokes and dog and pony shows and all kinds of other Madison Avenue marketing, the last thing many think about is preaching the word. But that's exactly what the master does. He preaches the word of God. In season and out of season, when it's convenient and not convenient, we need to be ready to preach the word. Did you know in 1 Thessalonians, the New Testament book written to the church there, that the Bible says that the Word of God effectively works in us? Well, our Messiah Jesus knows that. Why don't we get back to preaching the Word? Well, then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which their paralytic was lying. Listen to these guys. Now, do they go with this man on the stretcher and they get there and, and the place is crowded and there's no room for him in the house and they go, yeah, well, we took a run at it. I guess we'll just have to take him home. Or, uh, hey, you know, what else could we do? No, they found a way to do what? To get their friend to Jesus. What do we need to do today? Whatever it takes to get them to Messiah Jesus. Get who? Our friends, our neighbors, our acquaintances, our relatives, and anyone else the Lord puts on our hearts. Oh, Father, help us get them to Messiah Jesus. Wow, hallelujah. Well, he continues, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. Wait a second. I, I'm not sure about this forgiving sins business. They, they, their, their friend is a paralytic. Doesn't, doesn't Jesus understand that they want their friends to get up and walk? Don't they understand they want their friend to be healed? That's, that's why they brought him. What do you mean your sins will be forgiven? Folks, we need to understand something more than ever before because this is something that's been lost in the hearts of so many believers today. Jesus, our Lord, came to save that which was lost. You see, if you compare the physical paralyzed condition this man has with his sin problem, that's like comparing a hangnail to a jugular cut. No, listen, our lives are bleeding out 
from sin. We all have this terminal disease called sin. It's killing all of us. And for those who haven't been forgiven, that's just the beginning of the problem. Then comes the judgment and hell, the lake of fire. Oh, listen, we need to get people to Messiah Jesus so their sins can be forgiven. Well, the situation continues, and some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Listen, there's plenty of scoffers, there's plenty of naysayers that will question uh, the the Son of God. Oh, oh no, no, He's not. he's just a man, he's just a prophet. Now listen, he is God the Son, the Son of God. And through him only can our sins be forgiven. Don't listen to the scoffers. They have their work to do. We have ours. Get them to Messiah Jesus. Preach the word. Share the gospel. It's the power of God, the salvation for everyone who believes. But immediately when Jesus perceived in his heart that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? See, because he is God, the Son, the Son of God. Since he did create these scoffers, he knows what's in their hearts. And he addresses it directly. He goes on, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. You see, in a world of scoffers, in a world of sin, Jesus came to have mercy and save. I was a scoffer, I was a mocker, and now I'm saved and proclaiming the gospel. And, and, and he's proving to them, no, wait a second. I have power to forgive sins, and I'll prove it to you. Immediately, this paralytic arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Listen, I've been in, in our ministry in Africa. I've watched the Lord heal people. I've seen, I've seen people healed of different physical maladies. I even was there when two children were, were uh, diagnosed. They had an te- uh, HIV test, and the first test came back positive, and we prayed, oh, Lord, please heal them. The second and third tests were negative. Yet our Messiah, Jesus, who does heal today, he heals in this situation to prove that he has the authority to forgive sins. You see, the sin problem is the real problem. Yet our Savior, because of his great love and his great mercy, oh, the love of our Father in heaven who, who gave his only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He sent him, Messiah Jesus. He did signs and wonders and miracles proving he is the one, he's the Messiah. He's the one who lived a sinless life. Why? So our sins would be heaped upon him, poured upon him, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was laid upon him. Hallelujah. And by his stripes, we are healed. 
He died on the cross. He was buried and hallelujah once again on the third day he rose from the grave. And the watch therefore message is this. He came as a lamb the first time. Laid down his life. The innocent died to pay for the guilty. You and me. And today, I'm proclaiming to you, he's the only one with the authority to forgive sins. Yeah? And that's what he wants to do. For you today, you're watching, possibly, and, and, and you've never really been forgiven. Oh, you might have a Bible. You, you may even go to church and, and even give money there and do other good things. But have you truly received Jesus as your Savior? Have your sins been forgiven and you absolutely know it? You know that you're going to step into the next life and it's going to be a good day. Yeah? Uh, Maybe you're watching today and you've heard something that's touched your heart from our Savior's time in Capernaum. I want to pray with you. Whether you need to cry out to the Lord, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Turn away from your sins. Think rightly about your sins. They're killers. They're destroying you. And you put your faith in the risen Savior, Jesus, who died on the cross to pay for your sins. And he will remove the burden of them from you today. You'll be forgiven forever. Eternal life begins today. Oh, Father in heaven, please save anyone who's watching today who's calling upon your name. Cry out, oh Jesus, save me. I'm a sinner. I put my faith and trust in you alone. For those who are watching today who have heard something uh, of anointing from your spirit, from your word. And, and, And Father, you're doing a work in their hearts today. Oh, bless them. Prepare us for your coming in the clouds for us, Father. And we thank you in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm so glad we had this time together. Snapshots from Capernaum. I pray the program has blessed you. And I'm very thankful for this generation in which we live. Let's proclaim the gospel. Get them to Messiah Jesus. Let's watch, therefore, and let's be ready. And like the faithful servant, when he comes, we will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Our program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveschwartz 62 at yahoo.com. That's D-O-V-S-C-H-W-A-R-Z-6-2 at yahoo.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is an amazing tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. Feel free to also find us there at Watch Therefore Radio and TV, Watch Therefore Radio and TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready.